What's up, y'all? My name's Shelby, and I'm your host here on the Stories with Shelby podcast. On each episode, I have a conversation with a special guest who shares a story from his or her life. Because life is way too short to live a great story and not tell anyone about it, or to journey through the struggles and not share the lessons you learned along the way. So calling in, or in pandemic style, I should say zooming in on the line here, we have Tony. Hey, Tony, would you say hey to our listeners? Hey, what's up, everybody? So glad to be with you today. Well, we are excited to have you on the podcast, Tony. Thank you for your time this morning. I know, uh, listeners, you may be listening to this any time of day, but Tony and I are on early in the morning here, so we appreciate yep. Tony's dedication here to calling in early in the morning. Uh, well, hey, Tony, I think we should tell the listeners where we know each other from. I feel like I say this a lot, uh, but we went to the same undergrad school, right? Out in Lancaster, yeah. Pennsylvania. Good times. Tony and I were actually chatting before uh, we uh, hit record on the podcast that we actually intersected in like three different stages of life, right, Tony? Mm-hmm. We were there. We, oh, gosh. What was it? We were there for undergrad. We yep. worked there for a time. Uh-huh. And, you know, we were also there during grad school, which is pretty yeah. crazy. Good old LBC. How, how long have we been graduated, man? How long has it been? Oh, uh, gosh. Uh, so I guess that would be five Five years for me for undergraduate. Uh, 2016, I graduated, uh, and so is that five? Yeah, that's five yeah, years. So kind of kind of crazy how uh, time time's wow. going. I want to say it was like oh, it was like two years ago. Like no, nope, it was like five years. <laughs> it kind of feels like it. Some days, <laughs> right, right. Some days it feels like yesterday, and other days it feels like an eternity ago. Um, yeah, gotta love it. Good. Life's moving fast. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, hey, that's how that's how I know Tony, and I'm glad to have him uh, on the podcast this morning. Uh, but I want you guys to get an opportunity to get to know Tony for yourself. Tony, would you just tell us a little bit about the season of life that you're in right now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so again, my name is Tony Villafane. Uh, I live in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, um, and I work at a church called Gateway Church. I am the student and leadership development pastor, and I've been there for just a little over two years. And I oversee fifth through 12th grade students, uh, and then a leadership development where I kind of in, in charge of trying to help uh, develop leaders. I am married to Mary Beth. She also is a, gr- a graduate of Lancaster Bible College. Um, and so we've been married just for over three years now as well. We are doing well. Uh, We have no kids uh, currently (laughs) still, uh, and we are very okay with that. Uh, But uh, we also are greatly looking forward to the day if if God would uh, bless us with kids one day. And so that's a little bit about where with me and where we're at. Oh, I love that. Thanks for sharing, man. Appreciate it. And hey, you know what? You would not uh, be a podcast guest if we did not ask you a random question. Uh, so, oh, you're... Okay. <laughs> uh, so your random question this morning is, uh, tell us one of the uh, silliest pieces of advice that you've ever received. Silliest pieces of advice. <laughs> okay, so I was in 10th grade and uh, I was in the 10th grade. I went to a Christian high school and I was in my 10th grade Bible class with uh, Mr. Vineyard and he ended up uh, we had our, our midterm exam and many people did not do a good job on this midterm. Mm. Uh, we get to the end of the school year, right? And we do the final exam. And he recalls to us the fact that many of us didn't do well in our midterm. As, as he's about to extend the final to us, he just says, hey guys, like I know that you, uh, I know that many of you didn't do well on the on the midterm and that's and that's okay. I'm sure you're gonna do better this time. However, here's a piece of advice for you that maybe will just calm your nerves and make you feel better. You know, at first when you don't exceed, lower your expectations. <laughs> Oh, uh, no. and, and he said, good luck and handed us the final. Oh, um, no. and, and obviously he's joking. Right. But like, it's just one of those like funny moments of like, that, you know, obviously we always want to, you know, higher our expectations. And yet he was just like, at first when you don't exceed, slow your expectation. It's okay. 
was <laughs> uh, so, well, comically one of the things I've always held on to. Nice. But you know what? It was, a, I'm sure, a good laugh and uh, hopefully a little bit yes. of stress relief. So before a big exam, that's funny. Yes, like indeed. <laughs> Remembering all the way back to 10th grade. I mean, talk about that. That feels like eons ago. Good grief. Oh, yes. Uh, wow. Oh, that's My fun. I'm starting to get old. <laughs> feeling it too yeah Uh oh man hey well uh that you know speaking of getting old here um (laughs) which is a lovely transition but speaking of getting old we got to take care of ourselves right so uh i want to talk about a a cool topic um of self-care you know what Mm. and this concept of of uh, self-awareness and self-care and uh Mm. tony from our conversations it sounds to me like you're pretty passionate about this uh why is that you know tell us a little bit about that Man, a great question. So uh, I would go as far as say I nerd out um, pretty hardcore, (laughs) even over some of these topics. As human beings, like we are, we're finite people and and we have limited capacities. We like to think we're on top of the world. We like to think that we have, (laughs) we have no limits and we can, we can bust through walls, but the reality is that we're finite. And so as we acknowledge that about our finiteness, um, we have to realize what our limitations are and, and self-care is something that probably many of us are not good at. I know I haven't been good at it. Um, and so, mm. so we talk about self-awareness and self-care. I think they complement each other super well and they're vital mm. to our human flourishing. And so, and, and I really even love that word flourishing because again, mm. it's, again, another thing we don't mm. think about, even in, even as we continue to sit in like a pandemic season, we don't think about flourishing. We just think about surviving as we try to like, mm. I don't know, think about intentionally, because it is intentional. How can I choose to flourish? Mm. Um, this idea of self-care and self-awareness, I think begins to play into the mix. Mm, I love that. You know, um, Tony, at my church, they do this uh, theme every year where they encourage you to pick a word to kind of pray over and speak over for your year. And now you got me rethinking my word for 2021. I like flourish. That's good. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I I was going to focus on growth, uh, but I think flourish is like that next level. Mm. Um, I love that. Thanks for sharing. Um, So tell us, (laughs) tell us a little bit about how this concept applies to you personally in your life Hmm. yeah so I I'm a self-proclaimed nerd uh (laughs) but it took me a bit to step into that uh so Mm. I growing up I was always the athlete I was always the not the jock but like I I played all Mm -hmm. I played tons of sports and I was okay with school I was okay at school but it wasn't like you know the the love of my life and like the you know I wasn't (laughs) always like I wasn't a bookworm what kind of things but what happened going through college was that that transition started to happen where I was understanding more of how how God has uniquely wired me to be. Uh, For example, Mm. uh, in my sophomore year of college, I took a course called Introduction to Leadership or Fundamentals of Fundamentals of Leadership. And we Mm. took some personality assessments. And so we took the DISC assessment, we took the Myers-Briggs, and we also took a Strength Finders assessment as well. And within this Strength Finders assessment, uh, it listed off, you took this this crazy long questionnaire, and then it pumped back out to your five top strengths. And for me, my number one strength was being a learner. Now, when I saw that on paper, my first reaction was, that's dumb. Because I was like, no, like, I, like, it just seems like a, pa- like a passive, like leadership quality. Like, I don't want to be a learner. I just don't, I don't want to be someone who just sits and like reads books all the time. And, um, and it's just like, you know, like a passive leader. And so like, I, I received it as like a, a, not a negative leadership quality, but just not the one I wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, but what I ended up doing was I ended up kind of uh, diving deeper into this, into this, these personality assessments. I dove deeper into asking people as well. And part of the assignment for this college class was to ask people to give your results to them and say, Hey, like, do you think mm-hmm. this is 
closest to me? Do you think you agree? And I thought that was super insightful, but I took it like five steps further. And rather than asking three people for the assignment, I asked 10 people. I ended up diving nice. deeper into these assessments more than the assignment called for. I made graphs of myself. Like that's how nerdy I got. Nice. I made a graph of myself. And nice. I went back to my professor and I said, I, and, and uh, I said, I said, doc, I don't get it. Like, I don't see how the number one character quality for me is a learner. Like, it just doesn't make sense. And he said to me, he's like, Tony, can you stop and look at yourself? What are you doing right now? <laughs> uh, and he said, what literally it was like a two month journey of this. And I came back to him. I said, I don't get how I'm a learner. And he, and, and he said, are you kidding me? And in that moment, he, the light bulb went on of like, I'm a learner. I'm a learner and they're like this like almost like this weird like nerdy like piece just kind of flowed into me and I don't want to sound all like weird and mystical or anything like that but almost like there's a piece in me that was like unlocked inside mm. of me when I stopped resisting the idea that mm. I'm a learner and that's a strong leadership quality or personality piece about who I am and how how I've been wired to mm. be, be, be and become and so and in doing so that set me on trajectory of understanding self-awareness better uh mm. and how how that that furthers me in my journey and my faith formation etc but then mm. also in and how other people can be developed and and grow into their full potential and capacity etc. Hmm. So just to underscore what you were saying there, n understanding your own personality better helped you essentially be more aware of yourself and also maybe even to take better care of yourself? Absolutely. <laughs> I think that 110% yes. Hmm. And so, and, but here's the thing though, as I fully know that not everyone loves personality assessments. I have some people <laughs> in my own family who don't like personality assessments. And here I am like preaching it like it's <laughs> like it's like gospel. I know it's not. I, it, I, I know for a fact they're not because they're man-made right. instruments. And, mm. and, and so, however, I just know that they are one tool that one can mm. use to understand the self better, uh, go, understand better vantage points into who you are. That's why mm. uh, taking different assessments can also be super helpful. Um, whether again, whether it is the DISC, whether it is the Enneagram, whether it is Myers-Briggs, the strength finders, mm. the test that I said. But, mm. um, but again, that's just one way to pursue self-awareness. There's so many different ways to pursue self-awareness. But for me and my journey, that's been one way that I have seen a lot of fruits um, mm. and uh, an ability to let people be called up and out into their personal leadership and their growth mm. in their in their journeys. Yeah, I love that. And I think, you know, obviously we are we are whole beings here. And, you know, this one tactic isn't just to help our academic life or isn't just to help, you know, our, our work life or our spiritual life. Um, you know, I think this definitely helps in the context of relationships, too. I mean, yeah. I feel like that was marriage 101 when my <laughs> husband and I were going through premarital counseling. I remember thinking I was like, they ask us to do one more personality test. Um, but you know what? It was helpful. And even um, we, we got this really neat Christmas gift last year. And it was like this date adventure book for married couples. And so they have different categories of dates. It's a cute gift idea. Um, but they have these different categories of dates. And, you know, of course, COVID style dating at home dates are a thing. And there's a category for that. And uh, so anyway, we we did this at home date. And it was just how long has it been since you take since you've taken a personality test? Why don't you go ahead and take it again? Talk about take it separately. Talk about your results yep. together, and talk about not just love languages, but your actual personalities and how yep. the two of you work together. You know, balancing each other's strengths and weaknesses, and just how you learn, how you work, how you love. Mm -hmm. Like it was, it was 
really insightful and helpful. So if anyone listening is married or in a serious relationship, like I, I definitely got to put in a quick plug that this, this is really helpful in relationships too. Mm-hmm. Um, not to, you know, spin it in a love direction, but it's just, it's been helpful in my marriage. I, I never stopped learning things about my husband since we got married. Um, but yeah. it, it was, it was just helpful and it was sweet. It's fun to learn um, about the people that you love and how they're how their brain works and, you know, how their heart ticks. And it's just cool. Yeah. It's not just for love and romance. It's yeah. for relationships, period. Like when oh, you, yeah. when, when, when you're able to, like I, I work on a team, right. With other uh, uh, yeah. church staff. And the more that I understand how my, how some of my colleagues, uh, what their personality wiring is, the more I understand how their, That's their good. tanks are filled through like be, loving them and uh, honoring them. Mm. And uh, are they an introvert? Are they an extrovert? Are they an internal processor, external processor? Do they yeah. see big picture? Do they see small picture? Like, the more that I understand that and I, I try to be intentional, the more uh, we become uh, kind of synced up together and how we interact yeah. and how we how we work together, how we serve together, how we learn together, how we do conflict mm. together, uh, yeah. right? Because a lot of uh, conflict comes from misunderstandings of even our personalities and so, yeah. and how we interpret things and how we interpret the world and how we engage in conversation, et cetera. And so again, so it's ha- this uh, uh, love and romance is even just one at one small yeah. piece of like, yeah, I think it's good to understand your personality and grow in self-awareness, but, um, but it's also for every aspects of relationship to your neighbors, to your so sports, sports teams, to your co- colleagues, et cetera. And so, uh, yeah, yeah. I huge, love huge that. win to do it. I think. I love that. Um, you know, I was in a, I was in a seminar a few months back at work and they brought in, um, this trainer who specifically was there to talk about personality assessments. Um, and of course their, their company had developed their own version. Like it was was like, they combined Myers-Briggs and, you know, um, I don't even know what other, what other, uh, uh, different tests they combined. Um, but anyway, long story short, uh, she gave this really helpful example that applies to what you were talking about in the work sphere. Mm. She said, you know, imagine, Imagine this, you are the manager of a team and you are a creative thinker. You love to think outside of the box. The sky is the limit. You don't want to be refrained by a set of specific, not to say rules, but by a set of specific like strategies. You always want to think above and beyond and outside the box and the more creative, the better. That's just how your brain works. And now you, as this creative manager, you have an employee who comes along to pitch a new idea to you. And this employee does not know your personality type and they come to you or he or she, let me use proper grammar here. He or she comes to you and pitches this new idea and they do so with spreadsheets and graphs and charts and deadlines and section by section and chapter by chapter and budget by budget. And you as the manager are sitting there bored out of your mind because yes, this is a work meeting, but this is not at all appealing to any sense of urgency, uh, excitement. It's not at all appealing to anything that excites you in the workplace. Um, And why is that? You know, it's because your brain thinks differently than, you know, the person who's pitching the the pitch in the presentation. So it's just interesting because in that little goofy scenario, if that person had just gone about that presentation a little differently, that manager um, essentially would have been a lot more impressed and a lot more engaged. Um, You know, it's the whole concept of you need to know who you're speaking with and know how they think and how they work and how they tick. Um, And it helps you kind of cater the message that you're you're trying to get across to them what your example is, uh, speaks to this eloquently this idea that e- again even if you are not a personality tester like you're like nope not me i don't like them i want to be put into a box like that's kind of your <laughs> that's your mo right which is totally uh, fine uh but I, I guess the question i would ask is this is that um i 
everyone wants to be shown love and honor. Like I, yeah. we all want to feel love. We all want to feel validated and honored um, for the, for the human being that we are. And, and the, I think that the mm. more that we understand the people sitting across the table from us or across the screen from us, <laughs> uh, um, yeah. that we, the more that we do that, the more honor we are showing the individual. And mm. I think that is something yeah. that we all need to tuck into our minds so of good. how are we choosing which is an intentional choice, choosing mm. to honor the person across the table or across the screen from mm. us because we're it's so mm. easy to get in our own narrow-minded perspectives and our own narrow-minded visions um, and doing my way, my mm. my rules, whatever, because this is my personality. But when we take a moment to say, no, no, you know what? I want to honor the other person and I want to step into mm. their shoes or their personality of how would they receive what I'm about to say or the conflict yeah. that we're about to go into or the affirmation that I would like to give or the the way that I'm going to communicate, um, you know, spreadsheets or whatever maybe right and so but I think that we can intentionally think through again if strip personality assessments aside how am I showing honor Mm. and value to the person Mm. that I'm sitting across from and if you can think in that lens I think that that's a game changer Mm, I love that and you know all of this Tony is really great like in theory and in practicality but but I got a really busy life, man. Like how do I how do, how do I balance all of this with oh, the man. busyness and craziness and stress of life? Like, to, can you speak yeah. a little bit to that? Man, here I mean, busyness is obviously a trigger word, right? Where I feel like <laughs> you could ask anybody, and they say, uh, you know, rather than saying that, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great, fine. You can say, oh, I'm busy, mm-hmm. right? Like, and, and that can yeah. be like a almost a validated answer because we're living a busy, busy, busy world. Um, however, living in a busy world doesn't, doesn't mean that we should just succumb to the busyness of life Mm. and, and let it absorb us and take over us. Because again, I said, we are finite human beings, right? We have a limited capacity, no matter how, how, Mm. uh, strong we think we are, how much grit we think we have, uh, how much of a superpower we feel like we, we Mm. are, we have, we have a limited capacity. And if, if that's left unchecked in our busyness, uh, that we're going to burn out or we're going to be drained Mm. and we're going to become or even unhealthy, which is another yeah. piece of self-awareness that's crucial is understanding how healthy to unhealthy are we becoming. And so as mm. we identify the busyness in our life, we, we, if, if, if we have literally no spare moments uh, to breathe, then that's probably a sign of you're too busy. Mm. Uh, if you are waking, if you're waking up feeling way more exhausted than you should on a consistent basis, it's probably identifying you're too mm busy if you are if you're never giving the time of day to any person whatsoever you're probably too busy Mm. um and if you are if you're finding yourself lashing out when you kind of shouldn't Mm. you're probably too busy and it's an outpouring of the healthiness or the lack of healthiness that's in your life and that should be kind of like siren should be going off in your head of like Mm. oh like that shouldn't have just happened. Like I shouldn't have lashed out to that person or, Oh, I, I shouldn't be feeling so worked up and anxious over that, that small thing. Or, um, man, like I shouldn't be feeling so exhausted when I just got a really good night of sleep and there. Um, and so, and you should like be aware of these things and growing in your own self-awareness, 
um, to know like what drains you and what fills you how busy are you how much business can mm. you take on because everyone's busyness can be different right so like personally I think I think I have a little bit more of a stronger capacity to take on business now that doesn't mm. mean that I can just forego uh, taking care of myself <laughs> and thinking and, and not worrying about um, my own self-care and own margin in my life and and what fills my tank etc but we need to be aware of like okay how much can you handle and be realistic about it and so that's another piece mm. is just being realistic and having Having a couple of people that can keep keep you in check about that, whether it's a whether it is a spouse, whether it is a best friend, whether it is a colleague, but having some people kind of keep you in keep you in check and even asking some good questions to um, hold you accountable of your busyness and how are you practicing self care? Because the more that you practice mm. self care in a busy world, uh, the longer you can run. So it's it's mm. it's not about sprints. You're we're running a marathon, right? And so mm. how are we uh, running the marathon of life? And if you are if you don't have any margin in your life and you're always so busy, uh, you're going to burn out in this marathon. And so how are mm. we kind of trying to put in some self care and some margin within our life is something to something to think through. Yeah, I love that. Um, so basically, what I'm hearing uh, just to just to recap a little bit is that a recipe for avoiding burnout uh, is essentially to take good care of yourself and to build margin in your life. Um, and, you know, Tony, I, I got to poke you a little bit here because you said something before we started recording and I really want our, our listeners to hear it. Uh, do you All remember right. what you told me about the schedule? You had this little Ooh, catchphrase about the schedule. Uh-huh. Talk about that for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I'm just as a disclaimer, it's not mine. I stole <laughs> it. So, uh, but I'm, uh, I'll be honest, most things I think yeah, are good that great. I say I have adapted or stolen sure. somebody else, but, uh, <laughs> but it's all good stuff. We're just recycling stuff. So here, yeah. so, but the, but the phrase is this, are you letting your schedule run you? Are you running your schedule? Mm. Um, and it's yeah. this principle that they have, are you letting yourself be, be run by your smart device that is mm. always lit up and always running and, and your, your calendars and your planners and all like, are you letting that drive you and, uh, to an unhealthy way where you don't have control of it? Um, or are you in control of your schedule? Another way to think about this is that, are you mm. living under a, a, a pressurized, um, schedule or a prioritized schedule? It's mm. another, another wow. way to think about like because because we live under this pressure all the time deadlines friendships covid mm-hmm. all these different yeah. things are pressurizing us in our life and and and, and to a, a normalish degree however are we be, are we succumbing <clears throat> to the pressures of that or are we trying to live in a prioritized schedule saying no i'm not gonna let my schedule mm. run me i'm gonna run my schedule and i'm mm. not gonna live under the yeah. principle of a pressure i'm gonna live under the principle of mm. prioritization now those are nice and fluffy statements. So the, <laughs> the reality is you could say, Tony, so much easier said than done. And to that, mm. I say, heck yeah, it's so much easier <laughs> said than done, but mm. it's necessary. That's the point is that it's okay. easier said than done, but it's necessary. If you care about your mm. the longevity of the healthiness of your life, you have to practice self-care and you have to pr- practice self-awareness. Um, otherwise mm. you will burn yourself out or you will not become fully alive into mm. who God is uniquely, specifically, intricately wired you to become. Mm. 
Yeah, I love that. And so not to put you on the spot here, but for everyone listening, this is this is so much good information. And we have we have talked about a lot between just how this applies to our personal lives between how we avoid burnout and how do we cope with this, you know, uh, balancing act of our crazy schedules and the busyness of life. And also how do we better understand ourselves and our own personality? This is a ton. So Mm -hmm. if you could do me a favor and Give our listeners one or two actionable items that they Mm. can run with from our conversation today. Even if it's just go read this book or go take this personality test or go listen to, you know, this other podcast episode, whatever it might be. Can you give them one or two things that they can run with? Yeah. One or two, like seven, (laughs) just like (laughs) jump into my head. Cause it's so it's, there's so many different ways again, since everyone's so unique with how they uh, can practice these things. But um, a Mm. couple that come to mind is um, there are free personality assessments out there. And if you are curious uh, to go check out the disc assessment, the the Myers-Briggs assessment, the Enneagram Mm. assessment earlier, I referenced the strength finders. That's a paid one. um, But, uh, Mm. but I think it's well worth it. And Mm -hmm. so, uh, so taking some of those assessments could be helpful. Uh, I also really nerd out over wanting to help people (laughs) understand their personality better. So a little bit of a pitch here, but if anyone listening uh, and you uh, wanted to kind of understand more about your personality, I would love to uh, meet with you, sit with you, process with you mm. about your personality. That's mm. a, that's a, a huge uh, bucket filler for me that I get to mm. sit across from people and help them understand how they're wired and how they can maximize their personality, maximize their um, their talents and their uh, their giftings and stuff. Uh, but then I said I said the word uh, bucket filler. So a second thing that comes <laughs> to mind is understand specifically what fills your tank and what Mm. drains your tank. Uh, and Good. whether that's sitting down and making a list, right, uh, fills and drains, because the thing is that the busier that we mm. get, the, what ends up happening, the things that fill our tank start fading away. Hmm. And the things yeah. that, that the things that are draining our tank end up becoming more and more and more, which just makes us more and more and more unhealthy. So you must have things that are filling your tank. And so for me, that's playing guitar, that's reading hmm. books, that's being with Mary Beth, my wife, that is going hmm. on a walk, being in nature. And so know these things will fill your tank. Hmm. So whether it's sitting and writing them down or, uh, or just thinking through them in your head, but you must be able to identify how are you having things that are filling your tank, even if it's for five minutes in a day or five minutes in a week. I hope it's more than that. But <laughs> how are you getting things in there that fill your tank? Uh, and then a third idea that comes to mind is just uh, be a learner, like lo- lo- consume content, mm-hmm. whether it's through books or podcasts or YouTube uh, or I don't know, like Mm. any other things like like go and absorb mm. stuff to be become a learner and and someone who is uh willing to get out of uh themselves and learn mm. because we don't have all the answers right and so even yeah. if you're not a book person okay go, go listen to podcasts if, if you're not a podcast yeah. person then go and pick up a craft somewhere and learn it from someone yeah. uh that, that you're that that you know is really skilled in something but just go be a learner get outside of yourself mm-hmm. and then uh and then just truly again asking the question how can i honor the other individual that's again the, the mm. uh, a paramount um concept is how mm. can we honor the, if you can intentionally ask yourself that question i think think mm. that will crucially change the way that we um we interact with people and we love people well yeah 
Oh, man. Well, thank you for going above and beyond. I asked for one or two, and you gave us a lot embedded in three. So thank you. Oh, no, no, no. I love that. I love that. And our listeners will appreciate that, too. So thank you. And hey, I got to ask you, too. Can you shout out uh, the podcast you work on with your church? Because I think our listeners may be interested in uh, checking that out, too. No, thanks for that. So uh, I host a podcast called The Influence Experiment, and it is a monthly podcast, and it's specifically around um, leadership development and self-awareness. Aha, go figure. no way not you i know right so but it's all about finding the art and science of building influential capacity so the concept is Mm. that every single person has influence it doesn't matter whether you are in 10th grade whether you're 70 whether you're male literally (laughs) doesn't matter you have influence and how are you choosing to uh direct your influence well and knowing that there's an art and that there's a science to building influence within your life and so each Mm. episode we unpack that a little bit more in uh bringing someone on and processing really healthy and needed conversations and so uh, again once a month first wednesday of the month it drops the influence experiment we're on spotify we're on youtube we're on apple music um and uh would love to invite you to check it out that uh if that's something that interests you awesome awesome thank you well uh everyone listening i hope you can check out the influence experiment um i know i've enjoyed uh what i have uh gone over there and explored and listened to um and i always appreciate hearing uh tony your your advice and your wisdom in this Thanks for tuning in for today's conversation. If you have a story that you would like to share on the podcast, please reach out to us at storieswithshelby.com or message us on social media at storieswshelby. We hope you go out and live a great story today and we'll see you next time.